In the year 1490, the Spanish Inquisition, headed by Torquemada, was in the process of mobilizing its full force against the Maranos, the Jews who had been forced to accept the faith and customs of their Christian oppressors, but did so only outwardly, whilst secretly observing whatever mitzvahs they could. As Pesach approached, many of these secret Jews were planning to defy the dangers of the deadly Inquisition and its army of watchful spies. The desire to celebrate the Pesach Seder was so strong and so meaningful to them that they felt the risk was worth it. Torquemada summoned his spies in the months before Pesach and told them that many Maranos will be observing Pesach, and he declared it's the time to catch these Maranos in the act. So he gave his spies some guidelines. You must all get jobs in Marano households, as a servant, a cleaner, a gardener, whatever you may be, and go out of your way to win your employer's trust. Even though we consider these people to be Christians like us, we despise them because they converted only to save their skins. But you must keep your personal feelings to yourselves. You must never let them suspect that you're spying on them. Keep your eyes and your ears open and report to me any suspicious action that might identify them as still being practicing Judaism. Watch out for things like eating bitter herbs on Passover or not eating on Yom Kippur, or wearing a clean shirt on the Sabbath, and so on. Once you've given us your report, we can make an arrest. Once we have an arrested person in our custody, we know how to make them confess. We will torture them until they reveal to us the names of other Jews who are secretly practicing these Jewish acts of heresy and remain loyal to their faith. Then, when we sentence them to be burnt publicly as heretics, we are able to seize their wealth for the treasury and the church and the informers and the agents and the spies that report them to the Inquisition get a special generous bonus. Meanwhile, just as Torquemada suspected, many Jewish homes in Spain were secretly preparing for Pesach. We must be extremely careful, said Mayer to his wife Chana. Our enemies know that Pesach is coming, they will be looking for victims to drag to their inquisition on any suspicion. Yes, said Chana, and if this happens, chas v'shalom, we will not be able to escape their torture and execution. Don't worry, Chana, said Mayer. Hashem is testing us as to how strong our faith is. If we pass this test, he will surely protect us. We will discuss all of the details tonight after the servants have gone home. Late that night, long after all of the servants had left, the family gathered for a special meeting. The parents and Yaakov, who was 14 years old, Avraham, who was 12, and Dina, who was six years old. We all remember last Pesach, said the father, when our careful precautions and our faith in Hashem enabled us to celebrate the Sadarim in peace and tranquility. We will follow the same method this year, and we will hope and daven to Hashem 
that we will be successful again this year. During the day, there will be nothing different in our home. At night, however, about two hours after our servants Alfonso and his wife Maria leave, then we will begin our special preparations for the Seder. Everything done for Pesach, we will do in our secret cellar, where we will hold our Sedarim. As you know, we will use the secret staircase that leads from my study to the cellar. Its entrance is hidden by a cleverly built-in, movable bookcase. Mayer then went on to remind the family of all of the areas they had to be especially careful and the special jobs that each of the children had to do. And so, my dear family, said Mayer, we trust in Hashem, the Shoimer Yisrael. He neither sleeps nor slumbers, and therefore we will celebrate the Sadarim in Yerza Hashem in joy and peace. The family would have been a little bit more apprehensive had they known that their servant Alfonso and his wife Maria were Torquemada's secret agents, and they were eager to betray their employers to get a rich reward. Alfonso had begun to spy in earnest on his master and mistress and their children, looking for any sign of being a secret Jew. But day after day passed with nothing suspicious taking place in the daily routine of the family. Pesach was just a few days away, and Alfonso was beginning to doubt whether his employers were indeed still practicing Judaism secretly. Then, one morning, he saw his wife Maria coming out of the house on her way to the market with a long list of vegetables to buy. Alfonso looked at the list. Parsley? Celery? Romaine lettuce? These are used by Jews as the bitter herbs at the Seder. Maybe this is the break I've been waiting for. However, after he asked Maria about it, she told him, No, we buy these foods all year long. These are not unique to this season. But his suspicions remained. He thought about it and decided that this alone was not enough to go to Torquemada and report the family as being heretics but it could be significant if you could find anything else. What if there is no further sign and there's no reason to be suspicious? In that case, Alfonso thought, it would be necessary to think of a plan himself, and he did. On the night of the Seder, before leaving the house for the night, he would leave a kitchen window slightly open in order to be able to come back later and quietly climb into the house. At midnight, he would do so and go to the children's bedrooms. If the children are asleep in their beds, there would be no need to investigate further, and he would simply leave as quietly as he had arrived. But if the children were not in their rooms, it would be clear that they were with their parents in some secret place in the house, observing the Seder. He would then take a swift horse back to the Inquisition headquarters and report his discovery, and then returned to the house with a group of armed soldiers just in time to surprise the secret Jews in the middle of their Seder. On the night of the Seder itself, all was quiet in the house. When Alfonso eased himself through the window into the kitchen, he was so familiar with the layout of the house that he could move around in the dark without making a single sound. The light of the full moon shining through the windows made it even easier.
He made his way quietly to the children's bedrooms, and one after one he checked, and one after one his excitement grew as he found their beds empty. Aha, he thought. Somewhere in the house, the family is observing the Seder. I mustn't waste a minute, thought Alfonso gleefully. I have to ride hard, but I should be able to make it to the Inquisition headquarters and back before they finish their Seder. He quietly left the house, walked to the master's stables, and took the master's fastest horse. To make sure that the surprised horse wouldn't make any noise, Alfonso brought a carrot along with him so as to pacify the horse. He hastily mounted it, and off they went at full speed. In the meantime, totally unaware of the danger that hung over their heads, the family was indeed celebrating the Seder in their hidden cellar. The table was set beautifully with silverware, crystal glasses, and exquisite Seder plates. The family was sitting around the table. The Seder started with Kadesh, making Kiddush over red wine, the first of the Arba Kaisais, the four cups. Soon it was the children's turn. Each of them recited the four questions. The Haggadah was recited in a relaxed mood. When it was time for Shulchan Eirech, the festive meal, they ate the matzah and the maror and all of the delicious Pesach foods with the afikaymen at the end. Finally, with the third cup over benching and the fourth after the conclusion of the Haggadah, the Seder came to a happy end. The family crept upstairs to their bedrooms with deep gratitude in their hearts to Hashem for enabling them to observe the Seder in safety. Little did they know of the miracle that had happened to them in the night. Before going to bed, Mayer made a final check of all doors and windows. He was shocked when he noticed that one of the kitchen windows was unlocked and partially open. Have we been robbed, he thought? Nothing was missing, and nothing was disturbed. Well, he would have to have a stern talk with the servants for being so negligent. He closed and locked the window and went to bed. Alfonso raced against time to Torquemada's headquarters, whipping the horse. Hurry, hurry! He kept spurring the horse on at a furious pace while his mind was filled with all sorts of thoughts of riches and glory for discovering and denouncing such a prominent and wealthy family of secret Jews. Certainly, the head of the family and the wife would be condemned to be burned alive at the ceremonious public burning. Indeed, he, Alfonso, might be given the privilege of lighting the fire himself. Spurred on by these awful thoughts, Alfonso whipped the horse even harder. Hurry, hurry, he called. We are nearly... Alfonso did not finish the sentence. The horse suddenly stopped, reared up on its hind legs, throwing Alfonso to the ground, and then the horse turned around and trampled Alfonso. The horse then turned around and sauntered leisurely back home. At daybreak, the horse arrived home and began to neigh for his breakfast. Mayer woke up, dressed quickly, and hurried outside. Some of the servants were there. Where is Alfonso? said Mayer. Bring Alfonso. He examined the bruises and the whip marks on the horse's hide. As the horse was alone, 
He knew the horse must have thrown the rider, and seeing the bruises and the whip marks, he knew why. He also knew that only Alfonso could have taken the horse in the middle of the night. He must have been in a great hurry to get somewhere. But where? And for what purpose? Suddenly, everything became clear to Mayer. The mystery of the unlocked window was a mystery no more. Alfonso is a spy for the Inquisition. Eventually, the servants returned, saying that Alfonso was nowhere to be found. Mayer called two stable attendants to take two other horses and search for Alfonso. Please hurry, said Mayer. He may be badly hurt. How foolish it was of him to take my favorite horse and race wildly into the night. Mayer went back to the house to wait for the return of the search party. Hashem, he prayed in his heart, please let them find him dead, with his mouth shut forever and his evil designs dead with him. Mayer shuddered to think what might happen if Alfonso was alive when he was found and able to tell his rescuers what he must have seen in the house that night. He must have our secret. He knows we are secret Jews. And please, God Almighty, do not let him take his secret to the Inquisition. Several hours later, the searchers brought back Alfonso's dead body. Was he breathing? asked Mayer. Was he able to say anything to you when you found him? No, senor. He was dead. It was impossible to tell whether he died from falling off the horse or if the horse finished him off by trampling him. Mayer was careful to conceal his relief and instead pretended to be very sad, although inside he celebrated this wonderful news. The following night, the family sat down for the second seder, Everybody was naturally more relaxed than the first night. The strain and anxiety that often go along with the first Seder were gone. But Mayer was especially joyful. He had not yet told his wife or their children how they were miraculously saved from a disaster the night before when they were celebrating the first Seder. The moment for sharing the wonderful news came when they reached the part of the Haggadah that reads, In every generation our enemies rise up against us to destroy us, but the Holy One, blessed be He, delivers us from their hands. At this point, Mayer began to sing the refrain from the Shir Shalyam that Moshe Rabbeinu and the Bnei Yisrael sang after they crossed the Yamsuf. Sus the horse and its rider, he cast into the sea. Mayer smiled as he saw the puzzled looks on the faces of his family. He told them the entire story, how Hashem had saved them from a terrible fate at the last minute. Do you remember the song at the sea? The horse and its rider he cast into the sea. You see, explained Mayer, Pare's whole cavalry, horses and chariots, were chasing the Jews whom Hashem had freed just a week earlier. And right as they came within an arm's length, ready to pounce on the Jews, Hashem caused a wall of water to collapse upon them and sweep the horse and the rider away. And the miracle that saved us last night was just like the miracle at Kriyas Yamsuf. Tonight, he continued, we thank Hashem with all of our heart, not only for the wonderful deliverance of our ancestors from the Egyptian oppressors, but also for our own personal deliverance from the Inquisition. Tonight we truly feel the meaning of the words of the Haggadah 
that on Pesach night, every Jew should consider themselves as having been personally delivered from Mitzrayim. Let us carry this sincere feeling of gratitude to Hashem in our hearts each and every day of the year until Hashem sends us the complete and everlasting deliverance through Mashiach Tzidkenu Bimheda Viameinu. And everyone in the family responded, Amen. Amen.